we kick off a brand new week of everything Southern here on the Y'all Show. Today, we're going to label this episode, it truly is, Beauty and the Beast. Hello there, I'm John Rawl, and we have a action-packed Y'all Show to get your week going. Thank you for being a part of our fun. Why are we Beauty and the Beast? Well, here in the first hour of today's Y'all Show, beautiful actress Jenna Sims is going to be on. She's a Winder, Georgia native. You might have seen her in the movies Sharknado. She's also been in The Attack of the 50-Foot-Tall Cheerleader. She's been in a movie with Jeremy Renner that you might have seen out here in the last couple of years that's fantastic. In fact, over the weekend, I had some time to kill, and I pulled up my Netflix account, And there was Jenna Sims right there in the movie Kill the Messenger. And that's one of many, many movies that she's been in over the last decade. She's also the girlfriend of PGA Tour superstar Brooks Kepka. And we're going to catch up with Jenna Sims at her home in Jupiter, Florida later this hour. She's an up-and-coming actress and a fun interview. We're going to have a great time with Jenna Sims, and she'll be on in just a few minutes. Also this hour, we've got our Southern Business Report. We will hear from the governor of the natural state, Asia Hutchinson, was discussing over the weekend some of the changes going on in Arkansas because Arkansas, unlike most southern states, has been, for the most part, open in a lot of ways. And he talks about the challenges of that. We'll hear that clip, all that in our Southern Business Report. In hour two, we'll start it off with a look back at some of the sports news from this past weekend. In fact, in college football, the announcement came this weekend of the border war. It's going to be renewed between the Missouri Tigers and the Kansas Jayhawks. And we'll have more information on KU and MU later in the show and and why are we the beast today if jenna sims is the beauty well the beast is jerry short oh the takas polar the takapola storyteller is going to be right here with us and that's going to be a fantastic interview in fact he and i are going to be on location together we're braving the coronavirus and we're going to be within about four feet really but but when we get together here an hour two so make sure you join us as we'll be both on location at the dixie cafe and that will be coming up in hour two our Takapola storyteller right here on the show that's all about the south hey connect to us if you please our number is 803-816-1170 our website is yall.com y'all the ultimate guide to the south would love to have you join us there for so much fun on the y'all show and then don't forget on facebook you can find us at y'all.com there and we're a free free follow free subscription there just go there and hit us and you'll be all set to keep up with everything southern let us tip off the headlines from across the south to get this show going and sadly we have some news that's not good to report a houston texas police officer killed and another police officer there in houston critically injured as a helicopter crashed early on saturday killing one of the two officers on board and critically injuring the other he's in critical condition as of the last moment he or she i really don't know who the second person is killed was tactical flight officer jason knox now survived by a wife and two young children and this pilot and his technical flight officer aboard this helicopter when it crashed at an apartment complex early over the weekend 2 a.m on saturday they were flown to the hospital where the technical flight officer later died and again a houston texas police officer losing his life in the line of duty technical flight officer jason knox and we hope the best for the other houston police officer as we look to recover it's amazing how oftentimes these helicopters crash and doing the great work we we kind of don't over we, we kind of overlook 
the critical role oftentimes in police departments that the helicopter pilots do and on the state level as well that's a dangerous thing to go up on a helicopter anytime and when the heat really gets turned up if they're doing a chase or bad weather or more really really risky business there and of course in this time of the pandemic we certainly don't want to leave out all of our brave ems personnel and those who are aboard the life flight helicopters that are doing the medical duty for our country each and every day riding those helicopters and sadly oftentimes those crash and kill the heroes doing that a woman in south carolina was killed over the weekend after an alligator attacked her at a pond on kiowa island officers called to a pond in this resort area of charleston county over the weekend and the woman was already dead her name was not released as of this newscast and deputies retrieved the alligator's carcass to help with the investigations authorities did not know if the woman or the alligator were before what happened there before the attack but yes this happened again at kiowa island south of charleston where this alligator fatally attacked a woman something that does not happen very often here in the south but remember it's alligator mating season going on right now in fact a friend of mine put up on facebook and i don't think this was fake news here he's a big animal rights person and he put up a photo that was shared to him of it looked like a creek somewhere in florida and just this really narrow creek here if you see this picture there's about 10 alligators swimming back and forth within about a 20 yard area and yeah don't go swimming right now don't go near near anywhere near a place where alligators could be right now during mating season another sad story this comes to us from owingsville kentucky as search crews over the weekend recovered the body of the last of five Amish children who died when their buggy was swept away in a creek there in Owingsville, Kentucky, and they were trying to cross a low-water bridge when a storm outbreak last week washed away this Amish wagon there, and six people were in the horse and buggy that overturned in Bath County in eastern Kentucky. The adult actually made it to the stream bank and called for help, but four of the children were found dead last week on Wednesday And now this fifth child's body found over the weekend, according to Kentucky State Police. A tragic story there from Kentucky. Now, a state trooper's decision in North Carolina to stop a driver who flashed an obscene hand gesture was not justified, according to the North Carolina Supreme Court. It ruled on Friday. Justices ruled unanimously that the evidence showed Trooper Paul Stevens lacked reasonable suspicion to pull over Sean Patrick Ellis for disorderly conduct in Stanley County back in 2017. And Stevens and a local police officer had stopped to help a stranded motorist out of gas a few days after a snowstorm when Stevens noticed what turned out to be Ellis in another vehicle. Ellis's back-and-forth waving motion with the hand outside the window turned into a pumping-up-and-down motion with his middle finger court documents say and again unanimously the court rules that and this overturned a lower court decision that a state trooper's decision to stop a driver who flashed an obscene hand gesture wasn't justified now that's been overturned so does that mean you can give the middle treatment to law officers everywhere well at least in north carolina it looks like yeah well go for it that's not good news probably but just because and i know this is hard to say because nobody likes to get given the middle finger treatment but you have to calm down i know that's a terrible thing to do to somebody but if you are the recipient of said middle finger don't go into murder mode when you see that just try if you can to just let it bounce off you i know that's asking a lot maybe a little expletive back might make you feel better 
but don't escalate if you can. I'm trying to make all of y'all a bunch of pacifists out here. And after we've gone through this, hey, why not? We all need to take a break from some of the norm because who would have ever guessed what we've had to deal with the last six weeks or so? Most of us have come out of it so far okay. I know it's been a challenge, and I know we've lost a lot of great Americans here the last six weeks, but most of us are going to come out of it just fine, and we're going to have to deal with some heartache and some headache, but we will prevail. And speaking of the coronavirus, one person was trying to get through it by having their own quarantine on a private Disney island in Orlando. And now deputies in the Sunshine State have arrested this man who'd been living out of his quarantine on a shuttered Disney World island, telling authorities, well, he was doing it because it felt like a tropical paradise. Richard McGuire was arrested by the Orange County Sheriff's Department. He said he'd been there since Monday or Tuesday of last week and had planned to camp there for a week. The 42-year-old said he didn't hear numerous deputies searching the private island for him on foot, by boat, and by air because he was asleep in a building. He told the deputy he didn't know it was a restricted area despite there being numerous no trespassing signs. Poor guy. I guess he felt like Chevy Chase going to Wally World and he thought he was there all by himself. He didn't have John Candy to help him out. Holiday road. And his holiday came to a quick end on a quarantine of a private Disney World island in Orlando. Better luck next time, Richard McGuire. When we come back, we have some business headlines that we're going to get to. We'll actually hear the governor of Arkansas, Asia Hutchison. He had a press conference over the weekend. That, plus later this hour, actress Jenna Sims of Sharknado and Attack of the 50-Foot Cheerleader. She'll be on direct from her home in Florida, and we're going to have that conversation coming up right here on the show that truly is The Southern Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases, and soon you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. (laughs) With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. 
for more here on the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl. And don't forget, coming up, we've got Jenna Sims in the next segment, the actress, the Winder, Georgia native. And it's going to be a fun conversation with her. And then in hour two, we'll be on location at the Dixie Cafe. And Jerry Short's going to be serving up some good stuff there at the Dixie Cafe as part of his Takapola Storyteller duties. That's coming up in hour two. Right now, we begin this sec- this section of the Y'all Show with some Southern business news. And we actually have a politician, of all things, to help us kick off the Southern business news. As Asia Hutchison is the current governor of the state of Arkansas. He's right at 69 years old, and he's been the governor of the natural state since 2015. He was in Washington, D.C., before that and as you might know if you've kept up with the news here lately arkansas has done something a little bit different than most southern states they've kept a lot of things not necessarily shuttered but they haven't necessarily shut them down legally and as governor hutchison has said and you might hear him say it here that although most of the state or most of the businesses within the natural state weren't forced to shut a lot of them really restricted what they were doing to try to not spread the case of coronavirus. Now, in Arkansas, they've had over 3,400 cases to date, and 73 people have died already in the state of Arkansas. But we know now that Arkansas is lifting some of the restrictions. I think starting today, you can go to the natural state and get your ears lowered. If you'd like to get a haircut, you can do that with some restrictions and other things opening up as they are trying to get that business going within the borders of the state of Arkansas. Over the weekend, as we said, Governor Hutchinson had a chance to address some of the business concerns and what his state has done. Let's hear from the current governor of the state of Arkansas, Asia Hutchinson. Uh, This really reflects the uh, independence. It reflects the good judgment of Arkansans. And so while we did not close in a shelter-in-place order, we didn't close the malls, we didn't close any of the retail shops, but it was a fall off of consumer demand that caused many of these retail shops to go ahead and voluntarily close or restrict their operations. And now they're moving back open again, and it's a matter of consumer confidence. And so if the shoppers go out today, uh, wear a mask, uh, follow the guidelines of the uh, retail shop, and uh, to make sure that you do your social distancing. Uh, I'm very proud of the shop owners that are taking necessary steps to make sure their facility is safe and that they protect their customers and their employees. So uh, this is the new life that we have, and uh, I hope that we get out, I hope that we spend money, but that we uh, make sure that we follow these guidelines. And there's your 46th governor of the state of Arkansas, Asia Hutchison, as he had a press conference in Little Rock over the weekend announcing his plans and what's going to happen from a business perspective as Arkansas looks to get back up and going big time as soon as possible. And he's trying to do that right now as his role as governor of the natural state. Of course, if you know anything about Hutchinson, he was in Congress for a number of years, serving up until 2001 when he took a job within the Bush administration, first as the administrator of the DEA, and then he shifted over to be the Undersecretary of Homeland Security for Border and Transportation Security, and now has been governor of the state of Arkansas since 2015. The Bentonville, Arkansas resident, born in Bentonville, and worked there as well before going into politics. But that's the governor announcing that, hey, right there in Bentonville, where Walmart's sort of headquartered, I'm sure they're happy to know within their home state, things are getting somewhat back to normal. And we wish Arkansas and all of our southern states all the best 
with that effort. Our last business headline to let you know about, and this goes back a couple of years with this story, but Bluebell Ice Cream out of Brenham, Texas, has pleaded guilty and have agreed to pay almost $20 million for ice cream listeria contamination. If you remember back to that outbreak in 2015, a number of Bluebell employees died, and now they've been charged with seven felony counts that allege them in an attempt to cover up what the company knew about the listeria outbreak in 2015. And, yeah, it was a a rough go of it there for Bluebell Ice Cream. I'm actually a little surprised they're still in business because, man, they rightfully took it on the chin there for quite some time as a number of the employees in Brenham tested positive for the listeria and this pathogen ended up killing several people there in Texas and they um, they had to pretty much eliminate Bluebell ice cream for a while there and now Bluebell ice cream now agreeing to pay almost 20 million dollars for the ice cream listeria contamination as they pleaded guilty and that is a very brief look at some of the business headlines of the south here as we continue on with this monday edition coming up we've got actress jenna sims it's going to be a fun conversation we'll talk about her career her rise from beauty queen in the state of georgia to her current role as both an actress and the girlfriend of two-time u.s open and two-time pga championship winner brooks kepka jenna sims that interview is up next I've always wanted to learn another language, so I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and soon you're putting words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. I can't wait to use my Spanish skills in real life. Dos cervezas, por favor. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com, sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. Down where I was born was heaven on earth With Flint River washes that red Georgia dirt the sun sets slow and the stars shine bright 
We raised cotton and corn and little cane and kids You either lived on a farm or wished you did And Jesus always walked close by our side Where I grew up We rode in trucks Oh, it's peach picking time in Georgia Well, not quite, maybe for some of the groves out there but we've got a Georgia peach on with us right now. Welcome back into the show that's all about the South, John Rawl. Good to have you back here as we begin our week. And sure enough, we're going to go to a beautiful Barra County lady. And she's an actress and she's a humanitarian. We'll tell you what she's doing to help kids around the world and more. And she is Jenna Sims. You might know her from Sharknado. You might know her from Attack of the 50-Foot Cheerleader and other projects. She's also been in the news here in the last couple of days for something. Well, it might not be one of her proudest moments, and she might not be wanting to do a career change. We actually have some video that we'll show you in just a second. But without further ado, let's welcome in from Winder, Georgia, actress Jenna Sims to the Y'all Show. Hello, Jenna. Hello. (laughs) Great to have you on the show, and congratulations with everything you got going on. Thank you. And you're a good Georgia girl, good Southern girl. That is right. Georgia peaches taste the sweetest. And you're a beauty queen. (laughs) formerly yes (laughs) oh no you'll always be a beauty queen (laughs) i was miss georgia teen usa in 2007 so many many moons ago (laughs) where where was that pageant held that year it it switches i think that i won in noonan georgia okay now it's in mcdonough i guess i was thinking the the national pageant where you had to go oh miss teen usa was in uh, california and pasadena and so that would have been back in the trump era of them on in that, I, I assume you, you've met him before. Yes, I have a few times. <laughs> in fact, you're kind of neighbors these days. Yeah, I have definitely seen him lately, a lot lately. <laughs> All right. And, uh, of course, Georgia and most of the South certainly has been in support of the president through the last couple of years. But we're in support of Jenna Sims here on today's Y'all program. And thank you for taking some time to join us. If you've got a question or comment for Jenna, we're monitoring our social media feeds right now and would love to get your input there. But let's go back. When did you first kind of realize that maybe you might want to do this entertainment thing one day? Actually, through pageants. Um, I did a teenager pageant. It was called America's National Teenager, and it was a, it was for scholarship money, so it wasn't necessarily a beauty pageant, but it was based on your grades and your community involvement. And so that was my first real experience on a stage, and that also led to smaller, more like local modeling opportunities. And then, of course, after I did Miss Teen USA, and that was my first like live national television experience, and I was just hooked from there, and it led to so many more opportunities. And you did those opportunities. Ultimately, you did go off to college. You went to Nashville's Belmont University. What what was the mindset there? Would you, are you going to try to be a country music singer? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Although I did go to a music school, I majored in marketing. Um, I just wanted to, I didn't want to go to, um, to school in my home state. No offense to the amazing colleges in Georgia. I just wanted to go out of state to start to live on my own. I wanted to be in a big city. And I love, love, love Nashville. Um, and a boyfriend may or may not have had a small part in it as well. <laughs> an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> um, but I loved Belmont. Um, I joined a sorority and then 
from there, I started doing country music videos. I got mm. my first agent that I'm still with today, the Block Agency. Uh, they're based in Nashville. And uh, my very first job was the week after Miss Teen USA. I was in a Luke Bryan music video. Oh, which one? Uh, we rode in trucks. Oh, uh, you yeah, better that have was a- my first audition, my, my first ever audition. And I booked it because I was like, I just got back from Miss Teen USA. I'm Miss Georgia. And they were like, hired. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a great song, and and we'll have to look closer for you. Are you pretty easily found in that video? Yeah, yeah, you'll see me. I'm in there a few times. Okay. Well, unfortunately, I mean, I'm you know, not fifteen, like eleven, twelve years younger than I am now, but you'll definitely recognize me. Yeah, Luke Bryan, he's done all right here in the last yes, couple of. He's nice. He's he's a great guy, and he's from around Albany, Georgia. You're from uh, yeah, Ryan- Georgia Southern boy. Him and Cole Swindell. Yeah. Sounds like you yep. kind of keep up with your country music. Oh, I love country music. Yeah. yeah. We're talking with Jenna Sims here on the Y'all Show. And, yes, yeah, she went to Nashville to work in some of the music videos and such. It's a good thing you didn't go to beauty school there in Nashville. Or maybe you should have, frankly, because <laughs> oh. recently you've been in the news for really the wrong reason. You decided to cut your boyfriend's hair just the other day during this whole quarantine thing. Before we show video of that, how have you and said boyfriend, who just happens to be Brooks Kepka of the PGA Tour fame and a several-time winner, major winner on the PGA Tour, how have you slash Brooks been doing during this whole crazy time? it's it's really been a weird blessing in disguise for us i mean i know there's you know it's horrible what's happening you know all across the world but for us like we've never really had an opportunity to be home for this for this long like he was injured last year and we were home but it was just under different circumstances like now we're actually being forced to be at home and it's been really nice um we've just spent time with our dog and just you know because we're quarantined, we can't really can't do anything. Um, It's really been nice. We did like a 30 day sobriety challenge where we didn't drink for 30 days. And that was the first 30 days of quarantine. Um, That was really, really amazing. I feel like that taught us a lot about ourselves and our willpower. And then um, his birthday is this weekend. So we are getting ready to have a few people over safely. Um, so that'll be really fun. But it's been good. I mean, I've been cooking a little bit. Uh, he's he's still able to practice. So we still get some time apart from each other. Um, and then I've just been working out at home every day. And we've had the most amazing weather here in Florida. So we've been in the pool with dog. And it's it's kind of been nice. I'm ready for life to open back up, though. I'm, I'm ready. How did you and Brooks meet? Uh, we met on Instagram. Oh. That's kind of how we met. We found there you on Instagram and and you yeah I mean that's I used to be so embarrassed to say that but it's so common now like so many of my girlfriends have met their guys that way so it's I mean it's like another dating app I guess but he and I met in actually in 2015 so before okay any of the majors and all of that Instagram is giving farmersonly.com a run for the money and, yes, and Jenna Sims and Brooks Kepka, they're, they're a good example of that. Now, speaking <laughs> of Mr. Kepka, who is quarantined with you in South Florida, you decided to help him out. Maybe this was an early birthday present. You decided <laughs> to lower his ears the other day. And this year. <laughs> had, had you ever cut anybody's hair before in your life? 
Um, well, I have helped him in the past with like just in the back, like just lining up the back because okay. that's the part that it's the easiest to do. Just just trim up the, a straight line, you know, on the on the, the very, very bottom in the back. But okay. this was a full on fade and the top and so many different le- le- levels to the shaver. I don't even know the right words, but he um, yeah, we were just bored one day and he was like, you want to cut my hair? I'm like, yeah. I mean, it might suck. He's like, I don't care. Like, it was just kind of like, okay, let's go. And then there, then it turned out like that. And we're looking at it, and and he looks like he just got out of boot camp. First of all, after your haircut, yeah, you, you did kind of mess it up a very, little bit. Very military. Um, that was at first. Like, I thought, oh my god, you look like you're going into the navy or something. Um, but. Then at the end, he was like, oh, my God, it's Farva. Like, he looks exactly like the, the cop and super troopers. <laughs> and so now, like, that's sort of the character that he's taken on um, around the house and with his friends. But it's grown out. It's been, I don't know, it's been, like, probably a week now. So it looks a lot better. Like, it actually looks pretty good now. Like, we've been, like, we saw his coach. And he's like, oh, it doesn't even look, it doesn't look that bad, you know? Like, <laughs> people are like, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when did he start the mustache? Because that also kind of helps the creepy level, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he always does that because on when he's playing, he always has like a clean, mm-hmm. um, relatively clean face. So whenever he's not playing, he just grows it out. Okay. Well, so That two, started right after the players got canceled. You, you did kind of butcher it a little bit, but good thing is he's a yeah. guy and guy's hair grows quick and he'll, he'll be just fine. And he wears a hat when he's out there on tour. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I'm... I'm lucky. He doesn't care at all. Like he's okay. like, eh. <laughs> like and, and, he, he laughed about it. Like some some of my guy friends would absolutely kill me if I did that to them. But he really is just like, eh, it is what it is. I think it's hilarious, which is so good. <laughs> and to Brooks Kepka's credit, he's the one that put this out on Instagram. I don't even think you posted it. So no, I did. I oh, did like a funny story, and I was like, "Y'all uh, pray for me. I'm about to cut his hair." Like I, I like set it up. I did like a time lapse, and then I did a finale. Um, so, I mean, I put it out there, but not, I didn't think it would be, I didn't think it would be picked up by the news because it's mm. just, my, I'm giving my boyfriend a haircut. Like, why <laughs> does that, why was that on like, you know, TMZ? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, now it's on the y'all show. So I know the world is just, paying attention. I'm just happy that it, I mean, a lot, everyone laughed. Like we were able to, you know, for a short amount of time, just put smiles on a few faces that probably, you know, need it at a time like this. Well, Brooks is a Florida boy. You're a Georgia girl. You grew up in Winder. That's Barra County, and that's roughly 30 minutes west of Athens. So I know that it's sort of a small town that's just like everything else around Metro Atlanta has grown up big time. The question to you, Jenna, you you identify yourself there on your Instagram account, at Jenna M. Sims, as a Krispy Kreme connoisseur, and that's certainly (laughs) a good Southern thing. So just how Southern is Jenna Sims? I'm very Southern. Um, (laughs) My accent might not be as strong as it used to because when I moved to Los Angeles, I took dialects training to get rid of my accent. Not get rid of it, but how to just tone it down because auditioning for TV and films like you can't have a Southern accent. So I, I learned how to speak with sort of a, a natural, what do they call it? Standard American accent. And that's kind of what I've, I'm just naturally do. But if I'm around, you know, I'm talking to you, it probably comes out or, um, you know, my family, it'll come out or anybody from the South. So 
my accent is not as strong as it used to be. Um, I love, I mean, I put peanuts in my Coke. That's pretty Southern. Um, I, like that. Um, I mean, I, I'm Southern. I mean, people meet me and they're like, you're definitely Southern. I'm not so Southern. It hurts. Like, you know, I'm in the middle. Right. <laughs> you go both ways, Southern and yes. Northern, huh? Yeah, like I'm trying to think of other Southern. It's just so natural to me. Like, you know, manners, you know, big on chivalry. And, you know, I write thank you cards. I don't know if that's something they teach in the South, but I went to etiquette school growing up. I was in Perfectly Polished, which is like cotillion sort of. So I learned all my manners and my family is really, really Southern. They're they're Southern and they're quite proud of you. Brag on your family. Who all will we found there in the Sims family around Barra County, Georgia? Uh, my mom is Jennifer Sims. She's a mortgage uh, originator. She has her own business uh, called Homestar, which is pretty big in the South. Um, my dad and stepmom both are also in the housing industry. They're um, they work for Southeast Mortgage. And then I have a stepbrother named JR who also works in that same industry. And um, my half sister, my Hannah, she lives in Jupiter actually here. <laughs> so if this actress thing doesn't work out for you, it sounds like you can go get you a job in the mortgage industry there in Georgia. I could definitely do it, but I'm like the black sheep of the family. I'm, I'm not interested in it. Are you the eldest child? No. Uh, Well, I mean, because I have like a blended family. My stepbrother is older than me, and then my sister is younger than me. And her and I share a dad. Oh, okay. Well, along the way growing up, when you decided not to go into the mortgage industry, you did participate in, as we said, some of these beauty contests, winning Miss Teen Georgia back in the 2008 time period. You are doing things currently to help kids around the world, kids who may not go out and win the beauty queen but you're kind of giving them that kind of feel of what it's like to be a winner. Thanks to your nonprofit pageant of hope. You're the founder of it. What led you to do that? And please tell us more about it. Definitely. Um, I started the pageant of hope in high school when I was 15. Um, Prior to that, I worked for Relay for Life, raising money for the American Cancer Society, just doing that with my grandma. Um, I lost both my grandfathers to cancer as well as just, Everyone knows someone who's been affected by cancer. So that was my first big passion was Mm -hmm. raising money for that. And I love doing community service for all sorts of organizations, even now. Um, And then doing pageants, it just did so much for me. It gave me so much confidence and pretty much changed my life. Like I was so shy prior to pageants. So I wanted to create this event called the Pageant of Hope that gives everyone a, a Sorry, it gives everyone a chance to be a princess or a prince for the day. Um, So the pageant is for kids who are facing challenges. It could be cancer. It could be special needs. Any kid who wouldn't normally do a pageant. And when they arrive, we do their hair, nails, makeup. We do an entire pageant. And at the end of the day, we crown every single participant. Like everyone gets a unique title and they get a crown and a sash and a certificate. And it's so much fun. And I've done it literally all over the world. I've been to Cuba I've been to Africa twice. I've been to Australia. um, And of course, all over the United States as well. It's Pageant of Hope. And go find the website or go to Jenna's exciting Instagram feed at Jenna M. Sims. And she's got a link right there where it will take you to the pageant. Well, Pageant of Hope has their own Instagram. It's just at Pageant of Hope. And then the website for that is pageantofhope.org. So if anyone's out there wanting to have a pageant, I do them in local theaters. We reach out to all the hospitals or, I mean, 
if you have any sort of connection, I'm always looking to expand the pageant. Um, last year we did one in Nashville. Um, I do one in Nassau in the Bahamas every year for um, a village there, which is underprivileged children, and they absolutely love it. Um, Nashville was great. I'm looking to come to San Diego in the near future, but I always want to go to new places. Well, I think all the people watching this and listening to this right now want to have you come to those new places, Jenna Sims. <laughs> we got to talk about your acting job, and you okay. have been doing that roughly 10 years or so. Sharknado, you've been in Crazy. a few of those. You've been in Attack of the 50-Foot Cheerleader, a fun <laughs> movie. And I don't mean this as an insult, but some people call you a B-movie actress, a B-movie star. Are you okay <laughs> with that? Yeah, I mean, I wish I was still booking those types of movies because that was a really fun period of my life. Um, yeah, I mean, I did American Beach House. Uh, that's a B movie. I was in Three Headed Shark Attack, um, Minutes to Midnight. Yeah, I've done probably like five B movies. Um, but I've done a lot of TV. I've done uh, Satisfaction, which was on what was that on uh, USA Network? I was in Las Vegas with Morgan Freeman, uh, Kill the Messenger with Jeremy Renner. So those are bigger names. Uh, movies but yeah i would love to be a b-movie queen again book me and you (laughs) have worked with people like jeremy renner morgan freeman and more and i know that had to be quite a quite a little honor for a georgia peach (laughs) yeah those movies were both actually filmed in georgia oh does that did it help you to be a georgian to get those roles yeah i worked as a local hire did my atlanta agency yeah so yeah when those big movies are in the south it, it, it benefits them for tax credits to a lot to hire local actors ah well that makes a lot of sense let's talk about attack of the 50-foot cheerleader that came okay. out several years ago in 2012 2012 yeah almost 10 years now that's so crazy it feels like yesterday I, that makes me so sad that was one of my first that was my first big film role i had to join uh join the union after booking that one um but yeah, I was the lead. I um, that was one of Roger Corman's, you know, greatest hits. I guess it was a remake or sort of a loose remake of um, Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman, which was an absolute like cult classic. Um, but yeah, that was such an amazing. I still, I'm still really close with the girl that was in the movie, uh, Olivia, Olivia Alexander. She played like the. The, the enemy nemesis cheerleader girl and her and I are really close to this day but yeah I don't know what you want to know about it it was such a fun silly experience I mean looking back I mean I was blonde I was so different I was clueless but it was so much fun <laughs> I don't know if it was in this movie but at some point in your career and what we're looking at right now are some of the scenes where you aren't too far away from that you uh, took your shirt off. So being yes. a good Georgia girl, I'm sure raised right, how hard was that for you to uh, take it off? Um, I mean, it was tough because that was the first – I've done it a few times, actually. Um, but the first time was 50-foot cheerleader. And um, I, I knew going into the audition – I first actually skipped the very first audition because I, I was uncomfortable with – you know, if, if you audition, you have to, like, look in the camera and say, I'm willing to do a topless scene. Mm-hmm. And you just have to say it. So when you book it, you can't go back and be like, no, 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 no. Like, you have to, like, basically say it, sign it. You know, you don't have to take your top off in the audition or anything. But they um, pretty much hold you to it. And so, and that also, 
in terms of the compensation, it goes into that. So that was also kind of a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, but after I bailed on the first audition, I went to my acting class and my teacher, and he was like, oh my God, this is a Roger Corman film. Like, you don't know what you just turned down. I was like, I don't even know who Roger Corman is. <laughs> and so um, he basically, I was able to get like one of the last available auditions. He coached me on it. Like Sandra Bullock got her start with Roger Corman. Like she was in one of like fire on the Amazon, which is one of his really early uh, films or her early films, not his early. Um, So I, I coached the audition. I did it. And then I booked it like in the room. I was one of the very last girls. And he was like, if you want it, it's yours. And I was like, Oh my God, to this day, I've never booked an audition in a room like that. So, I was just like, you know what? It's not like, it's not like a really, it's not a sexual topless scene. It's a silly, my top gets ripped off. Like it's funny. It's comedic. And when I'm 80 years old, I'm going to look back and watch that with my grandkids and be like, I did that. Like, that's me. I'm proud of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you did good. In fact, since you just gave us that declaration that it's okay to take your top off, go ahead. Feel free to do that today if you'd like. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm good. I'm too old for that now. <laughs> Are you actively trying to get new movie roles? Yeah, I booked, um, I worked on a film, gosh, two last, I mean, I, yes, I'm auditioning regularly. I just did a big national commercial. Um, it's mostly out here. It's it's commercial work. I've okay. done probably 30 commercials since I've moved here. Um, I do a lot of print work still. Um, every now and then I read, there was just a Hallmark or not Hallmark lifetime movie that came through. There's a few Netflix things that I've been reading for Orlando is actually pretty busy. I read for a lot of things up in Orlando, but I haven't, it's been a while since I've booked something, um, here. Okay. Well, you, obviously cause of the quarantine, but, sure. um, yeah, there's definitely, I'm definitely actively working on, um, my acting career still. You have something forthcoming called Thursday, the 12th. What, what yeah, is that? That was my last job that was a a movie that's a really funny it's a b movie um it's um it's a it's thursday the 12th it's hilarious like a play obviously on friday the 13th it's a comedy slash horror film but it's a a film about people trying to make a b movie that's pretty unusual and i play like the blonde actress in the horror film but it's a comedy if that makes sense I'm no hair expert. Obviously, I don't think you are either based on what we just saw with Brooks Kepka's haircut. You keep talking about blondes. You you are not naturally a blonde. What, what would no, you- but and I'm not ever, ever going to be a blonde again, I hope. But that's I booked the most. I guess I mean, in my I was in my 20s. You know, I was like the sure. blonde, you know, gal in my in my 20s. But no, I much I love being a brunette. Okay. But yes, in all these horror films, I'm like I'm like the blonde. Well, you do the role quite well, and if you're out there watching... <laughs> Hang on, I'm almost done. Who was that? I don't know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought Brooks Kepka might make an appearance here on today's Y'all Show. It's my doggie. Oh, what's your canine American's name? This is Cove. I don't think she's going to jump up. Cove? Yeah. Okay. Not, not she's co- in the back. Not covid no, I know, right? Cove, like, <laughs> Beach Cove. Yeah, that's what I, I thought you meant. There. So, how long have you had Cove? Cove, um, she's two and a half. Oh, okay. So, Cove and, and Brooks, I guess, have been a package deal for you. Um, no, uh, Kind of, yeah. We got her in January of 2018, so we'd been dating, I don't know, nine months probably. Yeah. But yeah. it, it's a good step, you know. That oh, totally, totally. Whenever yeah. he couple- was, um, when he hurt his wrist, we got her, and it was 
it was definitely our little project while he was at home for a while. If you can raise a dog together, hey, there might be other things. By the way, do you have an announced plan of, you know, do you want to have a, a family of 20 one day or something like that? No, small. I keep it small. Okay. But you are pro-children. Oh yeah, okay. for sure. Well, we'll what? see. Southern, I'm a Southern girl. I'm yes. That's what I thought, but I just wanted to make sure because <laughs> a lot of Southern girls are career driven, and the child children aspect may not necessarily be at the front burner. But you can do both. You can do both. <laughs> all right. Well, I know when you do both, you'll do it well. All right, Jenna. I actually Sam. book a lot of um, young mom roles already. So oh, have you? Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, all my commercial stuff is like young mom. Okay. Well, we're <laughs> glad to know that and. Look, you can knock it out. If you've done all these other things, actress, barber, and beauty queen, a nonprofit organizer, and more, we know you'll do quite well no matter what the challenge is ahead of you. Mm-hmm. What's some of the favorite, since you're a Southern girl, as we wrap up with you here, what what's some of the Southern stuff you do around the house to kind of get more connected to those Georgia roots? <laughs> um. I don't, I don't know. For example, what? Like cooking a meal? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can make biscuits. <laughs> Come on. Now, that's not that hard. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a Southern thing. Um, I love sweet tea. Do you have, are you are you able to find boiled peanuts where you are no, in Jupiter, no, Florida? No, not here. No. I mean, if you go up north, like in North Florida, like South Georgia, definitely. That's pretty here. sad when you got to go north to get boiled peanuts i know i know yeah we're too far south for that (laughs) (laughs) but you got that and then uh of course brooks played at florida state and you're i'm assuming somewhat of a a, a sec fan yeah is there a rivalry there during football season no we don't watch college football oh you don't sorry that's the one southern thing that i do not understand like we don't okay well good for you (laughs) i like some falcon i'm big falcons oh are you rise up rise up Well, thank you again. Hopefully, you got you may not have boiled peanuts where you are, but maybe you've got a Krispy Kreme donut location there in that. No, the closest Krispy Kreme and the closest Waffle House are like forty five minutes to an hour. You have got to be kidding me! I know Krispy Kreme is all the way down in Fort Lauderdale, and then the closest Waffle House is up north, like forty five minutes north of us. That's sad. If I know, we made a we made a special trip one day just to go to Waffle House. It took us like the whole day <laughs> i mean when when jenna sims goes into a place like a waffle house do, do you get noticed to people like hey that's the sharknado actress uh, i mean i i definitely have but not not in a waffle house <laughs> okay are you okay with your fame i mean i my life hasn't changed i feel like i'm this exact same person okay um is yeah <laughs> well jenna thank you very much for coming on and showing us your room there and your cove. Oh, this isn't my room but thank oh, you oh it's not okay well it looks nice uh this is just like this is one of our like guest rooms i film like my auditions in here because it's uh, quiet okay it's away and it has good lighting let's be honest it's probably cove's room now that he no she never oh, comes she... in here i think she just knew i was in here because uh, she probably like heard me or something she's uh, actually i'm watching her in the pool i can see the pool like I'm on the second floor right now, so I can see down below. She's, like, jumping in the pool with Brooks right now. So she jumps in the pool and then comes up and sees you? Are you... Um, no, she was dry. When ah, she was okay. Here. All right. That darn dog, but <laughs> God bless her. And God bless you, Jenna Sims. Check her out on Instagram, at Jenna M. Sims. And check out the forthcoming movie Thursday the 12th. And be watching for Jenna on your small screen, big screen. And also, I assume you're going to be, if the PGA Tour gets back up and going pretty soon, you'll be accompanying Brooks Kepko on some of these events. I know you've tried I to give him a little... So. You're famous They're, for um, trying to give him a little smooch before, and he kind of rejected you. <laughs> 
Yeah, I hope so. They're talking about um, no family or no, you know, no spectators, no family. Um, I mean, I guess I could go to the go with him, but I'm not going to go sit in a hotel room all day. You know, I'm going to wait until they, you know, probably start letting people go mm-hmm. to the tournaments. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to that day. Everybody's looking forward to that. Yeah, Jenna, thank you very much for coming on and bless your heart. And thank you again for the time. Bless today. my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Bless your heart, y'all. And hopefully That's a bad thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to be nice here. Uh, at least tell me, you, you, you said you kind of go both ways on the whole southern yeah. northern thing. Uh, I definitely said bless your heart after I saw his haircut. But I'm not going to be like, oh, in general, bless your heart. Okay. Well, how much do you say the word y'all since we are the oh, y'all I mean, show? all the time. Okay. I mean, even when I meet someone new, they're like, y'all. Like, even down here in Florida, I'm like, the heck? Um, but yeah, no, that is that is in my vernacular. I say y'all regularly (laughs) well we're glad you did that and do that and we're glad that you came on the y'all show jenna sims thank you and have a great rest of your day y'all too all right (laughs) and that will wrap up that interview with jenna sims check it out at jenna m sims on instagram and thank y'all for watching we've got more of the y'all show coming at you after this break a social distancing tip Keeping your distance from others is important in slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are some fun things to do alone. Read a book. Take a walk. Unpack your suitcase from that trip you took last September. Paint a self-portrait. Catch up on a TV series. Do a puzzle. Remember, we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Galloping ahead with another hour of the show that is all about the South. I am John Rawl, and this is the Y'all Show, where we accentuate Dixie. We've got our Takapola storyteller coming up in the next segment. We'll be on location with Jerry Short, and we'll be at the Dixie Cafe. Can't wait for that. Hang on for that conversation. Want again thanking the first hour of today's show. Actress Jenna Sims was on with us. If you missed out on the fun, go to y'all.com right now and you'll be able to watch that interview with Jenna Sims, the Winder, Georgia native, and has been in movies like Sharknado, Attack of the 50 Foot Cheerleader, a goofy but fun movie there. And of course, she's in all kinds of other roles and a great interview. Thank you again jenna for being on with us at the end of hour one we start off this hour of the y'all show with a look back at some of the sports headlines and they were off and running at oaklawn in hot springs arkansas over the weekend as they had the running of the arkansas derby yes some actual things to report on that actually happened in the world of sports over the weekend now normally this would not happen during the time of the kentucky derby we were supposed to have the kentucky derby raced on saturday but the coronavirus has kind of changed up all kinds of things. And so the guy with maybe the best looking head of hair out there was in Hot Springs instead of in Louisville this past weekend. Trainer Bob Baffert, you know him. He always has the great looking sport coat and tie and pocket square and the sunglasses and that silver hair. He's a huge, huge force in the horse racing industry. And over the weekend in Hot Springs, Baffert and he had two winners in one day at Oaklawn. So congratulations to Baffert, the trainer extraordinaire, as his horses Charlatan and Nadal were both winners at the Arkansas Derby. 
and a big big time charlatan closed as the favorite at two to five odds and took first place in the division one race giving baffert his sixth victory at oaklawn in the last nine years now the horse comfortably won the race in 148 49 earning 100 points toward the run to the kentucky derby good news there now he wasn't done now and they, they broke up the horses in oaklawn so they had a division one race and a division two race and baffert won that race with nadal going out and winning in that division so a very good payday for all of you who were going with those two horse horses at hot springs is oaklawn this past weekend but yeah believe it or not we had some excitement nobody i don't think was in the stands at oaklawn but i do know that on our facebook page for y'all.com we had several people respond about how they could watch this thing you know what i did saturday afternoon i actually found nbc sports's app and watched this thing because a horse race i just mentioned how this horse raced over the weekend and it's at one in just over a minute racing there on the racetrack at oaklawn so it doesn't take a lot of time to be able to tune in and see a really big horse race as the arkansas derby is arguably the biggest horse race outside of louisville in the deep south if you will i realize that they've got a certain race around baltimore that's one of the three of the triple crown but yeah as far as the mid-south goes nobody can dispute the fact that the arkansas derby is a big deal and a great thing that they were able to hold that this past weekend and bring some normalcy to those who like something like a horse race sadly if you wanted to go to hot springs and wear your best and be seen i don't think that was too much of an option for you over the weekend now let's move on from horse racing to a race of another kind and that would be the dallas cowboys often a losing race cowboys fans sorry for you but we have some news coming out of big d as the Cowboys have gone to a guy who played his college ball just a few miles away from Jerry World, Andy Dalton, who'd been with the Cincinnati Bengals for a number of years, the former TCU Horned Frog. He's going to be coming back to Dallas as a backup quarterback, signing a one-year deal. The deal has a base value of $3 million and could be worth up to $7 million if things go his way. But he was released by the Bengals at the end of last week, and now he's going back to Texas and being a backup, perhaps maybe a starter he's 32 years old and would be in a position to find a spot with a less secure starter than Dak Prescott if he were not able to go to somewhere else so yes look for him to get some playing time and look I know a lot of you love love Dak Prescott but I think he's still proven he's still got a lot to prove even though he's a good quarterback when Ezekiel Elliott's not available and the running game is AWOL for Dallas Dak Prescott He's not been the same as he was that first year when both he and Elliott were rocking and rolling and leading Dallas to the playoffs. But they hadn't got back there since, I don't think. Or if they have, it's been another one round. I think they – did they win? Yeah, they won a couple years ago, two years ago. They won their first playoff game in about 20 years. And then they went out to L.A. and got pummeled by the Rams, if if memory serves me correct. Yeah. So, hey, boys, America's team – You've got some good news there. More quarterback news. Congratulations to former Mississippi Landshark turned Michigan Wolverine Shea Patterson. As the Kansas City Chiefs, your Super Bowl champs, have reached a deal with the former Michigan quarterback as they've added him to a developmental prospect role in their backfield. And we'll just have to see how well he does. Now, the Chiefs, oddly enough, recently signed another Landshark quarterback, Jordan Tamu, who played with the St. Louis Battlehawks of the XFL here in 2020. 
Also, Chad Henney recently re-signed with the Chiefs on a two-year contract. So a lot of QBs coming into Kansas City whenever they have camp. And one of those, I would think, would not make it. Likely either Tamu or Shea Patterson, who a North Louisiana native, by the way, looking to get some kind of love in the NFL. Remember, he was the only, I just told you all this last week, he was the only guy that got invited to the NFL Combine in Indianapolis that did not go get picked on the during the NFL draft, nor did he sign a undrafted free agent contract in the hours after the NFL draft. And now, finally, for him, he gets a chance to at least go to the Chiefs and, and prove himself. More quarterback news. This comes to us from the college ranks. A sad, disturbing story, but luckily, luckily, it's not as bad as it could have been. Brian Maurer is a backup quarterback for the Tennessee Vols, and now he's bringing awareness to the importance of mental health as on Friday, he detailed in an Instagram post that he was actually planning to kill himself on January 22nd before his mama called. As he wrote, I thought I lost my battle with depression and my pain had come to an end, Maurer wrote. As I was going to do it, I looked up and said, God, if this isn't your plan for me, please send me a sign. And he said, two minutes later, my mama called with my baby nephew, Jeremiah, and she said she was just calling to say she loved me. I knew by ending my pain, I would be causing so much more to the people who love me. A very, very good story there. And I wish nothing but the best for Brian Mowers. He's obviously had a issue as he said he has struggled with depression and anxiety since the seventh grade when his father was sentenced to 25 years in prison and his mother and stepfather separated tough go of it but we wish him well by the way this month is mental health awareness month and maurer said that he's decided to share his struggles to help others living with depression he's a native of florida and he's back going to tennessee now as he plans to seek treatment immediately all the best to that youngster and very, very bold of him to come out and say this stuff. And a more positive note to end up our sports recap of the weekend. Hey, the border war is going to be back up and going between the Kansas Jayhawks and their arch rival, the Missouri Tigers. Yes, KU and MU are going to be resuming their football rivalry after they have agreed to a four-game series in which each school will play two home games beginning in September of 2025. This is the fourth longest rivalry in college football, going all the way back to 1891. But since Mizzou went on to be an SEC member, they haven't played, at least to my knowledge, maybe they played one year in Kansas City in a neutral site game. But the schools recently announced a six-game series in men's basketball. That's going to start this upcoming season. And now they're adding some football into the mix. The Jayhawks and Tigers will take their first game, will be in, on campus in Lawrence on in, in the year 2026. And then they're going to play in Como in 2031. And again, a very heated rivalry between these two who haven't played in a number of years on the gridiron. But KU, Rock Chalk, and MU, a.k.a. Mizzou, going to start playing again in 2025. If you like good college football, that is great news. You know what else is great news? The old Takapola Storyteller is going to be with me, and we're going to be together. And we're going to be at the Dixie Cafe. And that fun, fun way to wrap up this Monday Y'all Show is headed your way right after this commercial timeout. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... 
Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. <sighs> For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases. And soon, you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I've walked a million miles across this road But I never have quite made it to the door I never thought the time would come I'd ever see this day You couldn't make me feel so wrong I'm feeling like an old pair of shoes All worn out from walking through these blues And we are the Y'all Show from the Dixie Cafe. Hello, good to see you, good to be with you. Yes, we are on location. John Rawl on the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent. We've got our Takapola storyteller. Jerry Short here. There you go, John. And Jerry, we're we're actually breaking the law here. We're a little bit closer than comfort. Yeah, let me move over a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, oh well, if we're not here next week, you'll know why. The, How many meters is it in? The old virus got a hold of mm. us, but we're going to do our best here. Jerry, good to see you again. Glad to see you too. Good seeing you a while. We often How's don't have a chance to be side by side, but their Dixie Cafe is gracious enough to let us in here, and we're going to do our part talking about you and talking about everything that's in Takapola, U.S. of A here on the show that covers everything in the South. We are the Y'all Show, and we're back here to talk about some things. Now, Jerry, last week we had a little communication problem. We did. It had a windstorm, yeah. We had a little windstorm come right, through. And because of that, we weren't able to actually finish up your job you had at one time working on the border, not oh, between gosh. Tennessee and Arkansas, but the one between Texas and Mexico. 
And so let's talk about, let's wrap up that conversation, and then we're going to move into something that I know you're just dying to tell us. Oh, I'm dying. We'll go ahead right now for everybody that's listening and watching to us here on the Y'all Show for some fun here today. And our fun is at y'all.com, by the way. Y'all is the ultimate guy to the South, and I'm certainly repping the Y'all wear here on today's Y'all program. I need to get you a Y'all cowboy hat. But I got our, too much hair. Let's wait a little while. Our interactive question here for everybody as we get a new week of y'all going is, can you guess how many jobs Ooh. this guy, Jerry Short, has actually been employed with? And we'll just say more than a week. If you've worked less than a week, we won't even count those. I'm sure you've had a few of those that maybe... Uh, hey, yeah, you can probably give me two months. Okay, two months. Yeah. I mean, I've worked the job on a temporary status for about two weeks and I didn't come back gladly. I'm usually a pretty good employee, but a temp agency and me just didn't get along too well. But I want to have you, if you're watching or listening right now, let's chime in, comment, how many jobs has Jerry Short worked in his in his life? And if we get the right answer, we're going to let go of one of these awesome y'all caps and we'll send it your way. That works for so me. So that's coming up. But before I'm going to hold that. I'll hold that inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Jerry, yes, tell sir. us. Let's finish up on your conversation about that job you worked not long ago on mm. the border. You were working in the oil and gas industry, and I think you were pipelining. Yeah, at that time I was running security on a pipeline that needed lots of security. Oh, did you? And uh, it was out of Catula, Texas. Is that the one you, that we broke up on last time? Yeah, I think it was. We broke. You and I broke mm. up officially. Yeah, we did. So uh, they they got they got in touch with me to come out there on security. They're having a lot of trouble. Right, just just north of Laredo, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the uh, people that was crossing the border, they had a coyote uh, trail or two that came right through the area where they were, and they would even try to uh, start a vehicle up, and one night they ran it through a fence and trying to trying to get away with a three-quarter ton. So I went out there not having a clue where I was going to, but they, they uh, had called me because uh, I almost went to work for them when I audited BP oil spill. So they called me back, and uh, I went out there to do that. So when I got out there, you couldn't find a place to stay. And the whole town had kind of shut down. All the police had left. There wasn't even any police in that town. They'd gone on up to Eagle Pass where the shell had started and the pipelines were coming out of. But it, one reason it was because it was too dangerous. And the Mexican farmers didn't live in their on their ranches. A lot of them would buy a house in Laredo, or uh, very few would come in... Uh, the Las Cruces, you didn't have to worry about going over that way. They was going to stay in that one wide because that's, that was home. But uh, anyway, I was in Las Cruces in New Mexico one time, and, and that way they everybody kind of got together over there and kind of lived like in a, a commune. But they didn't do this around Laredo. So I, I, I uh, kept looking for a place, and I couldn't find a place, so every... Every every morning when I would get off, I'd go into work about six in the afternoon and get off at about seven in the morning, or a little later. And the only place that's it's it's on Interstate 35, which runs all the way from uh, runs all I call it uh, uh, Highway of Horror, Ooh. because uh, if you can think of something bad, it happened on it. The Oklahoma uh, Federal Building blew up on 35. Uh, the Karish deal that. Uh, Janet Reno burned them out at Waco's on 35, and you know, it just seems like I can just think of something constantly on 35 at me. But oh, Waco that time at uh, at Fort Hood, 
uh, somebody ran through that field out there and then they had to murder, <clears throat> you know, they had to murder at Fort Hood. So that's on 35, so. The murder, which murder? And it was the one that the uh, officer killed. Uh, you're talking about on the in post, army, in yeah. Post, yeah. And don't forget about, look, two years mm -hmm. ago or so, they had that awful shootout at a restaurant with biker gangs. That's right, at the biker gangs. And it also is pretty doggone close to where that church was shot up. Oh, yeah. And so many people were killed. Stay it's, away from I-35. Stay away from I-35 around <laughs> that area right there, for sure. So, so anyway. I'd go get under the bridge and park and try to stay in the shade because that whole month, that first month I was out there, it got below 100 degrees only one time, and it got down to 99. So uh, I would get under there, and, but the sun would catch me by about 10, 30, or 11, and I'd have to come out of there. So that'd be about all the sleep I'd get. But I would go through kind of a drive-through place that had that you could drive through and order Coke or something like a, you know, a hamburger maybe, mm -hmm. and you drive your vehicle in there and they'd hand it to you. And they didn't have a virus, but that's the way it was working. So I went in there and I asked a guy one day with a uh, store next to it that had a, had a phone number on it. I said, do you think I could rent that and sleep on the floor? And they said, no, but my brother's got a place, uh, Chavez Ranch uh, out here. It was a pretty good-sized Mexican ranch on uh, uh, down on the river, not to Rio Grande, but to uh, Nooses and uh, Las Nooses. And uh, I said, anything. And he said, are you sure? Let me tell you a little bit. I said, no, I'll take anything. So he said, let's ride down there. We rode down there. And he showed me three rooms that had been uh, deaths in. And one of them was an awful thing when a child was killed. Hmm. And then one person died in another room. And then somebody was beat to death in another room. And it was in an area that uh, went right along that, uh, that old river front. Where <laughs> Well, it runs into it. It does run into the into the nooses, oh. but uh, on down. Oh. And since you mentioned that, uh, right quick, I think that's a George Strait song. It is. He learned to uh, All swim my exes live in, in Texas. Texas. Well, he don't want to go diving off of that bridge because <laughs> where that bridge came into the nooses river, it it was dry, but it had a sign on it, no diving from bridge. I never forget that. I took a picture to that to for my. Uh, picture collection but anyway um oh I, I stayed down there and it got it got where it was kind of you know rough and people kept asking me why are you staying down there so i decided i saw an old airstream mobile home i wanted to buy so i went and talked to them and it was a mexican family and but they were scared to stay on their farm and she started telling me look you got a coyote trail coming through you you got all this stuff coming it's a bad place where you are you do need one of these. So they sold me one of their airstreams, but it needed a good bit of work on it. But I pulled it down there to this place. But you never saw so much stuff in your life that come through there at night. It was unbelievable. They had a coyote trail that come here. And they had one of those trees where they would uh, take advantage of people and throw stuff up in, in the air. Well, nobody could find a place to stay then. Now, it's built up pretty good in that town now, but... When I was there, it wasn't built up very good. So when the uh, um, first aid, uh, first aid, when the uh, superintendent for, uh, um, excuse me, I'm sorry, when the superintendent for safety came up, he was looking for a place to stay. Well, superintendent of the pipeline told him that I had a ranch. And so he went down to my ranch that night and I showed him, I said, now here's where you can stay in this room over here. But I wouldn't even stay in a room. I stayed in the front room in a chair in my military sleeping bag 
and I still got bit by scorpions Ooh. and my leg swelled up about two sizes too big. But uh, anyway, that guy stayed there and I went on around and I got to be pretty good friends with a lot of the local Mexicans. And they wouldn't get out at night until about midnight. Were, were they Mexicans? Or yeah, were they real, no, they were real Mexicans. But I mean, were they... They're they were American, American Mexicans. I mean, are they from like a couple generations? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, the people I bought the Airstream from were Mexicans, but he was a retired Navy officer. Okay. And he was American. He just yeah. happened to be yeah. from... Yeah. His he was family from that came across the Rio that, Grande that part, at some point. that part of the world. But uh, anyway, um, I, I, I let him go stay down there. Well... I went on, made some rounds, and went on down to the, uh, a few other places, and come back around the river, and come back through town. Well, town was about dead except for a couple of bars, and I saw his company pickup sitting there, the safety directors. And I pulled in, I went in, and I said, "What are you doing in here?" And he said, "Shoot, I'm not staying in there one more minute." <laughs> and I said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "Look, I lay down here, and I look up. And, you know, their religion, they had crosses, and they had the Last Supper was everywhere, and that was spooking him." As he kept seeing all that and he said and somebody died over there and I said look it's no big deal I went in there it's a bunch of syringes in there I said probably took an overdose or something I wouldn't worry about it I said you know that happened five six seven eight years ago but he said I'm not staying there let's get us a place somewhere else well I didn't but he did he left me and uh, I couldn't get anybody else to stay down there because it seemed like just about every other night I'd have a bad trouble or something would happen. And I, one night I had to run the guys down and went in a place that they would still, when they'd come across the border, uh, they would steal uh, a lot of, a lot of them wanted ice water coolers, those five-gallon coolers. Yeah. They'd steal them off all our equipment. And then they'd have a group of them and they'd go take them back in the, in this area, at one time was truck farm country in the 50s. Mm. But they'd had a big drought out there in the early 50s. And at six o'clock at night, a dust storm would come through, and I couldn't have saw you when that dust storm would come through every night. Never miss. Every night, six o'clock to about eight o'clock. And so, uh, anyway, um, make a long story short on on that house down there. It got pretty rough down there, and I had a I had a mascot uh, made in Mexico down in Laredo. It was a Colonel Rebel, if you've ever seen one. Yes. It was nine foot tall, and uh, I put it down there. Well, it kind of become uh, a landmark for people to come look and get up on the hill and look down there. And, what is that down there, you know? But uh, anyway, we had that down there. And, and uh, finally one day the guy asked me, he said, uh, that owned the place. Uh, he said, you mind if uh, we've got a, I've got a, a, a Mexican that's a, he's actually a surveyor. He said, uh, you think he will... Uh, uh, stay with you is that all right and y'all cut it the price in half and gosh it was almost nothing now because I was getting good per diem so uh, you know although I wasn't getting really good quality living but I was getting I was getting per diem and uh, I let him stay down there a little while and he was a Romeo and he'd try to pick a girl up to take her home to watch TV or something and they'd get down there and she'd say Sister this just no turn around I'm not going in here wouldn't go in the door right. wouldn't, wouldn't go in the gate and uh, so I never could. So he finally got mad at me, and he he bailed out. So I finished up down there with a few uh, a few instances. No need getting into all of them, but I I had to run down a couple of people in in bars and things from stealing stuff from us and and doing you know, some damage. But they come through, and if you saw uh, at a distance, if you looked off and you saw uh, buzzards swarming, 
like you would here. Yeah. You know, it might be a cow or it might be a horse or something like that. Down there, it would be a human. Mm. It was somebody that had come through down there. So people had never been around that border down around uh, in Webb County. That's that's Webb County on the South Parish. I mean, it was South Parish in Louisiana on the South. <laughs> I, I did uh, buy mineral leases in the South Parish. Is that uh, northwest Louisiana? That's, that's, no, it's just South Streetport. It's, uh, that's what I meant, northwest. Yeah, northwest. Very northwest corner, except uh, for Cato, which is Shreveport, but uh, Cato Parish. But anyway, um, I, I enjoyed it down there, and I enjoyed doing that. And didn't want to leave, and uh, and I uh, found me a dog down there that my kids still have, but I wouldn't take anything for them having. But it was a good deal, and that was just one of uh, many jobs. And what I was thinking about, and we're going to go through all the jobs as, as quick as we can as we in the can. next segment. Okay. Suits me. You want me to line them up? And Is that going to take you a minute to line them up? No, I can go now. No, we're going to have you wait because okay. we've we got to take a break. We got My job, believe it or not, Jerry, I actually have a job. My job is the host of the Y'all Show, and hopefully this will be my last job. So I don't want to go through the uh, more than two jobs you've had in the last 50 years. So we're going to continue to talk about Jerry Short, his employment hey. history. I'm going to go through the background. We're going to do a background check on you. How's that Ooh, sound? Ooh, I don't know. We'll find out. And we're going to do all of that when the Y'all Show comes right back from the Dixie Cow Party. Stay with us. I've always wanted to learn another language, so I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and soon you're putting words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. I can't wait to use my Spanish skills in real life. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com, sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood.
and we're back on the Y'all Show. Talk about the South. And make sure you check us out on our Facebook page. And that's y'all.com. That's where you'll find us. We also have other great social media outlets for you, like our Instagram feed. And check out y'all there as well. Good to have you back. we got our Taco Polo storyteller, Jerry Short, on with us for one more segment as we wrap up this kickoff to the week. And Jerry, in the previous segment, was walking us through the incredible job he worked on the border between Texas and Mexico. Rough job there with the scorpions and all. But that job, in addition to his job here working at the Y'all Show as the Taco Polo Storyteller, it's just one of a bunch of jobs. So, Jerry, we yes. don't we don't have all day, all day, but if you don't mind, try to kind of skip through the various jobs you've enjoyed, if you want to use that word. Okay. And then, going back to what we said previously, if you happen to guess, and you need to get your guess in, let's say, within one minute, of how many jobs he's actually had that we can count up here, if you are the first person to correctly guess that amount, we've got this awesome y'all ball cap will send your way some swag for the South coming your way. So, you Jerry, go. we talked about working on the border with Mexico. What else okay. you got up there? Short sleeve. We're going to start early. Okay. Uh, of course, you got to say farm. And did everything on the farm. That includes lots of stuff. That would be okay. a dairy farm. No, that would be a cattle farm cattle with farm. Herefords. Okay. You know, it would be Hereford cattle. Also, we had a pig farm. Also, we had horses. Also, we had cotton and we had corn and we had all that. So that you throw all that in. Easy work. Yeah, easy, easy work. <laughs> and then and then, then you get past that, then you work, I work for a city. You know, that was mostly grass cutting with a Briggs and Stratton uh, lawnmower or something like that, you know. Uh, a Yazoo. How much money? Uh, $50 a week, by gosh, in the summer. I did in the summer. And then and after that, let's see, pipeline come through. Left on a pipeline. Come back and went to college. Easy work. Look, yeah. Easy work. Come back and made a little, uh, well, no, I didn't come straight back. I went on to a, uh, a, a J. Ray McDermott at uh, Morgan City, Louisiana. I ran a crane. First, I ran a truck crane, turned it over. Then crane they gave me a crawler. What, what kind of work? It was in a shipyard where they made uh, oil rigs. We shipped one of them to the North Sea uh, in uh, out, out from England, one of the biggest ones in the world. And uh, I worked on a gantry as a uh, oiler. And as an oiler, that guy, he that's about 75 foot up in the air and it moves on a railroad track and he's boomed down and he said here take this grease gun get out there and take and those pulleys you need to grease them up so that, uh, then i hurt my leg and they put me as a roustabout then i was a roustabout and explain then I was what a roustabout is for those who don't i was just checking up on all the everything that was going on and that uh an easy with job the pressure easy, yeah easy job and because i had a hurt foot at the time <laughs> so then they give me a rigger job so i took it a rigger and that's that was hooking up and putting scaffolding and stuff up on these high 7,500 foot in the air deals and I told them when I took the job I wasn't scared of heights but it's a good thing I was climbed. That true? Uh, I wasn't really scared of them but by gosh you know you get up there and you're hanging on with a cable with one foot and you're going up in the air and you're going up the top and then you're taking a you maybe you're straddling a, a board that they use for a welder to weld on and you put it in brackets when you get up at 75, 80, 90 yeah. feet in there so then uh then they give me the crane, then I turn it over. Then they give me a crawler crane, and uh, I took that crawler crane. But then I came back to school for a little while. And uh, Bummer. Bummer, I know. And then I came, went back down there. And so when I went back down there, a hurricane had just come through. So I worked for uh, Louisiana uh, Power and Light. And uh, we was putting telephone poles back up, going to Grand Isle, Louisiana, all the way down through there. 
and I had to learn how to climb. So we'd, we'd another double another easy job. Another I mean, easy what, job. what is it with you and all these little? I know, and it was an easy job. So I had that job. Are you counting? And, <laughs> I'm uh, not counting actually. <laughs> and so I counted. I think counted today or yesterday. Let me get my pen and paper out. <laughs> I, I, you already missed about ten. Okay. But uh, anyway. And from that job, uh, I worked for a construction company that uh, uh, that the hurricane had knocked out the water plant. And then uh, I did that. And I that. think, if I had to guess here, we're still in the 1960s. Oh, yeah, we're 60. We uh, haven't even got to the 70s. No, we're, we're, we're 65, maybe. Okay. And uh, so after, after that, it gets a little where I, I, I kept my jobs a little longer the older I got. So, uh, you know, but it was always a pretty good job. So I did that. So then... I got to, went to work for Texaco offshore uh, at uh, Lake Pelto, and we'd go out by boat or we'd go by helicopter. And those Cajuns didn't want you going down by your Terrebonne too fast. They'd shoot at you if they made a wave. Really? Yes, sir. The boat captain knew to shut that thing down when he went by. When you got out of areas where they didn't have roads in there where the Cajuns was down there catching crawfish and yeah. whatnot, yeah. you shut it down. You didn't put a wave. You didn't put a wake on them. So uh, then I worked offshore doing that. And when you first go out there, the first thing they do, they make you work in the, in the, in the kitchen area and before you go to the field to be a, a, a roustabout. Well, I did that for, you know, like three or four tiers. And uh, they all spoke French, and they listened to a Galliano, Louisiana, French station. And there was no English spoken. So when one of them would tell me something, I'd ask them what, and he'd say, oh, I forgot you're not one of us. <laughs> but then I got on out checking in the, you know, I got a boat and then I got to going out checking all that stuff as a rigger so it was okay and then uh, and after that the army came calling and uh, another easy job like yeah that really got easy you know so I go to basic and I go do all that good stuff you know and uh, but when I'd come back down there I forgot about that National Guard deal uh, my landlady knew politics and I went in her house one day and she said look you don't want to go to Vietnam she says, go, go to Donaldsonville, Louisiana, immediately and see Captain White and sign up. And I, I jumped ahead of about 400 people in line trying to get in the guard. And I got up there and uh, he signed me up. And the first, back then they'd have a meeting every Monday night. And with the first formation I was in, everybody's name was Boudreaux, Chavez, Blanchard, Daig, Aquai, or something like that. And then he called a roll and then it said, short. And it break formation. Everybody looked around. Where'd this guy come from? <laughs> you know? Outsider. But, yeah. So uh, then I did that. Then then I came back to uh, came back to Memphis and I ran a, a, a backhoe and uh, equipment. That's how I got in good with Elvis's daddy Vernon. So uh, after that deal, and I tell you something that happened. Mary, real it's real quick and real funny. But I thought I was really good. I thought. You know, sometimes you think bigger is better, faster is better, and all this. So I thought faster was better with a backup. And uh, I was really good. And we were out at the Humpco place on North Thomas Boulevard in Memphis. At what place? Yeah, uh, Humpco. Humpco. That's lard and uh, lard and, uh, and 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 grease and whatever else they make. Easy there, work know? there. Yeah, but no, I was actually running the backup, and uh, I dug a hole. They wanted a hole. They was adding some equipment to the place. And the hole had to be pretty big, and it, it, the only way you could do it was take a, like a case construction king backhoe. That's what I was running. I went down in the ground as far as I could throw the dirt back out. So I was probably about 15 feet under the ground. In the middle of it, if we busted the concrete out inside the building, it had an overhead crane on it. 
And the guy from California, the contractor from California was doing it. He comes to me and he said, you want to go to California, you're the fastest backhoe operator I've ever seen. <laughs> and I said, you know, I might do that. But uh, my boss told him, he said, you don't want him. He, was, he, he broke the gas line out at the Jewish Convention Center on Union, and we had to shut the highway down. Then he pulled all the uh, wires. Is that, is that true? Yes, true. He said then he pulled all the wires loose over over at the American Greeting Card Company, and the phone company stayed out there trying to connect all those little wires together while they cussed me out. And then one night I was at uh, Lay's Potato Chip Place on uh, on Lamar, and now that was on Airways. And uh, I pulled in there and uh, I broke the water line. Well, I didn't think nothing about it. And, uh, head of the uh, Lay's Potato Chip Play comes out and he says, you put us out of business, I've had to lay everybody off. I said, it's nothing but a water line. He said, how do you think we wash those potatoes? So make this, make this. So that was another one. So then I got, uh, I did some surveying and then that guy got me on with international paper. And I did a lot of uh, timber management in acquisition and I got into acquisition. Then I got into de-acquisition and, and management. And then, uh, say that was about 20 years. So, you know, then when I left there, I uh, uh, started, uh, well, I guess the first thing I did, uh, stayed in business for myself, just as a uh, buying land and timber and stuff like that, as a uh, consultant. And then as a consultant, then I went on and uh, I uh, uh, went back to uh, Louisiana to uh, had a really good job offer down there. And so I went back down there to Texaco. That held that job for me a long time. But I didn't stay but a couple months because I was, got home, was ready to come back home. So I come back up here, and then we did the bread route. I about forgot about it. I think we talked about Still it. Still hadn't got out of the 60s. We're talking with Jerry Short, our Taco Polo storyteller. Yeah. Well, no, it, I was with International Paper, and I was with, with uh, for myself. Then I, then I ended up, and I, you know, I've had some really big jobs that uh, uh, were way over my head. I've never had anything under me because there's not such a thing as something that would be under me. <laughs> but uh, uh, I know when I was buying oil and mineral leases for Chesapeake uh, Oil Company, I closed out a deal with Tango Trucking in Shreveport, and uh, I, had to, I had to give them two drafts for, uh, it was, they had a, two men, one guy had sold his land to a guy and he had half mineral leases, and, I, and we were given a fortune. It had gotten up to twenty-five thousand an acre just for the, just for the mineral rights, not you know not royalties, and uh, so uh, I ended up giving. I stayed there and took care of that whole deal by myself for uh, twenty million dollars. Yeah, that was a little bit over my head, and the and the, uh, the, the the main man was in a meeting in Chicago. He left Oklahoma City, and he called me two or three times to see how it was going. Because it was a top lease that we did. I was called a landman doing. I did that about. I did that about seven years. I did it in Alabama and I did it in Louisiana and I did it in Mississippi and I did it in uh, uh, Texas. So uh, after that one, let's uh, see where were we? Up there, blah blah blah. I think if I'm not mistaken, maybe on that particular job when you handed a guy a twenty million dollar check, it was. Yeah. Nonchalant the way yeah. he received it. It was like no big deal that he got a twenty million dollar. No, it was a pretty it wasn't no, it wasn't him. But he was a big time operator and he had I know at the time he had about ninety trailer trucks. Okay. And uh he had a he had his uh two or three people in there, he had his legal secretary in there and they were both in there and they was because had to, we had paperwork scattered 
all the way down a big long table that they had to sign so much stuff. Anyway, he uh, he his uh, his man that worked for him it was had had been over uh, Great Northern Railroad in Chicago, and uh, he, had, he had hired him away from them. He told me he said, "Golly, you made a killing today." Then he said, "I bet you made what'd you make a couple hundred thousand dollars?" Commission. And I said, "Yeah." I said, uh, "No, I made I made two hundred uh, about two two hundred fifty dollars probably." <laughs> I want. He said, "You mean you're not on strictly commission like this?" I said, "Now when we come over here, we were given hundred and fifty dollars an acre for this, so I could make more money straight." And I knew who had ever dreamed that this shell, it was called a Haynesville oil shell. I said, who would have ever dreamed this thing would get up to where you're giving $25,000 an acre? So anyway, I did that thing and then... Uh, we got to zip through I, it because we're okay. running out of time. Well, then I went to pipelining and blah, blah, blah. So I'm on the side. Then I did the BP oil spill. I was, they thought I was an accountant, which I did good to get through accounting in high school. <laughs> and I was over a lot of uh, CPA guys that came in. And I trained some of them to audit. We had, I had like uh, 20,000 people working for me and two uh, two major contractors, one out of North Carolina and then the other one out of New Orleans, uh, HEPCO and USS. So anyway, uh, you know, I could, oh, I've been a jailer for a little while. Also. That's right. I remember that was in the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, that's you what I was doing that house. And I decided, I mean, I was redoing a house I bought to sell and I become a jailer. And you know I could go on and probably I'm, I'm sure I forgot. Let, let me let me try to help you remember. You've worked at a restaurant. You kind of managed oh, the restaurant right. manage in the last decade. Managed a that. barbecue restaurant. Mark managed the yeah, four months. Little Dewey. Yeah. Uh, Give them a nice shout for all of our yeah. Mississippi State fans. That's right. Uh, you have also worked as a newspaper sports writer. Oh, that's right. See, and I did that mostly. Uh, Might free. not have got paid a lot, a lot but. but uh, I did. I could do that for 25 years. Yeah. I covered that for the photographer for them and every football game, every basketball game, everything they had. Hey, another job that I just thought of. You have been a coach. That's right. I was called that by a banker just the other day, this week, when I had to call about. She said, "Coach Short, where have you been?" <laughs> you know, and and so uh, yeah, so you know, you just start putting it all together, and you don't realize. You know, you've, you've done, done a lot, so and, and I'm going to have to go back and review the tape here and yeah. actually count out how many jobs but, that we can think of. That's right. But So we can have a winner to our contest. But, however, you know, it's that old saying it goes, you know, you've done a lot of stuff, and but I'm a master of none. That's what I was going to ask. Did you work so many jobs because you were just a lazy, worthless employee? <laughs> no, I, I never left a place I couldn't go back, which I... I know. I know you get essentially good. Good for you. You get two jobs that you have worked in the past. You still make some money off of, thanks to retirement. One yeah, of those was yeah. your work in the yeah. timber industry. Military. But, but the other thing was, I was going to give you a nice pat on the back here. You are a honorably discharged member of the military. And I did so many different jobs in the military, you couldn't count them. Yeah. So, you know. And there's one other that I was just thinking about that I did too. Uh, what was it? And I forgot it. But Host, co-host so of the Y'all Show. Uh, co-host, yeah, yeah, on Mondays. On Mondays of the and, Y'all uh, Show. Of talking the y'all Southern shows. Accent. All right, we got to go. Real quick, though, if I could give you one job that you'd love to do and never take any of those other jobs and one job you'll never do again, what are those two jobs? Uh, probably buying oil and mineral leases as a landman, which is not that's going really good. That's good or bad? That's good. You love that? I love that because... Uh, 
it wasn't really physical, it's all mental, and it was a lot of mental stuff. And then, uh, worst job, uh, I guess when I was uh, just over acquisition for land in Timber for International Paper, which had lasted to just on land, we quit buying land and when interest went to 20% in uh, 1980. Uh, so from uh, say 75 to 80, that would have been the best part if I could do that all the time if interest hadn't went so high. And we just, we kept buying timber. But you hated that job? No, no not that part, not uh, that five years of it. But what was the worst job of all the ones you've worked, the one you don't ever want to do again? The one I don't ever want to do again uh, would probably be, well there's a lot of them I couldn't do again physically, but uh, I guess being down in those woods with those uh, snakes hanging over me and swimming through I the water. I thought you'd love that. Well, I did, but I said I couldn't do it today. Yeah. But okay. if you want to say if the I was... The one you have nightmares about. The one I have nightmares about? Oh, uh, getting old, I guess. Okay. Uh, you know. It sounds like <laughs> he's ready to go take any of those jobs back, and we're we're happy for him. Jerry Short, our Takapolo storyteller, and we're going to keep... Farming. You... I like farming. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully you like being on the Y'all Show as a Takapolo Storyteller. Maybe, That's good, yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I, the I career, the apex of your whole career. Yeah, I think I could be a Jerry Clower. Did I ever tell you what Jerry Clower told me? Yes, we've talked about that. Okay, well, that dang, I'll tell you again some other day. Yeah, and one job that's unofficial that he never got paid for, he's been a fighter. That's true. He's been bad yeah. news in a lot of ways. They've called he, me a lot of times to come uh, break this up or start yeah. it. <laughs> so, with all that... Mm. Hopefully, again, we're all going to have to go back and count up the jobs he's held. Jerry Short, this guy, Takapola Storyteller, thank you for coming on the Y'all Show and You're reliving your You're employment up. history. You're and we're not going to hire you. Okay. If I had to do a background check, no way, Jose. Oh, whoa, whoa, one more. Oh, I just got hired to do the census. That's right, he has been. You know, but I, we're not sure if you're actually going to get well, hired. You know, I was hired. It says I'm hired. They were just trying to find out when I can go uh, to that school. Okay. to start on the, in the field. And the reason I did that, my mother took the census for Lafayette County in 1950. So I decided I wanted to do it if she did it. In uh, family tradition. That's right. Carry Jerry on. Short, thank you. Thank you, you to the Dixie Cafe for hosting this segment of today's Y'all Show. We have got a great show coming your way on Tuesday. We're going to get a little political. It's our Southern Political Report. And Julio Rivera is going to be on and he's with the reactionarytimes.com. He's a founder and one of the main editors of that website that's very political. He is a guy that's got Puerto Rican ancestry, and it's going to be real fun talking to him about Puerto Rico and its connection to the South. There's some similarities for sure, but we'll also talk about conservative politics with Julio Rivera, that on our Tuesday Y'all Show. And as well as Julio coming on, we're going to go to our talk, not to talk polo, we're going to go to our barbecue barrister. Matt Humans will be on, and we'll have plenty of good cue talk all coming up on the Tuesday Y'all Show. Thank y'all for being on the Y'all Show with us for the journey and walking down Jerry's memory lane. Boy, what a memory. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <laughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.